1: Hello, everyone's Forest Focus. A massive, massive win for Nottingham Forest as they beat West Ham 2-0 to secure their first Premier League victory of the calendar year to move four points clear of the drop zone as it stands. We'll discuss whether it's the best performance of the season, the star man, and of course, yet another abdication of basic competency by VAR in the company of, first of all, a man who texts me at full time saying, Why do I have to wait till 5.45? Like a kid who's woken up at 4am to open his presents. Let's go back to bed, Pete. Yeah, (laughs) Pete Blackburn, how you doing?
2: I'm a very,
1: very happy man indeed. Good, good. We can elaborate further on why you're a happy man uh, as we go along. And our second guest, I got lots of tweets. Well, not lots, are somewhat hard to say. Tell me you've got the man who comes on after every defeat. A victory for perseverance, is one phrase for (laughs) for you, Mark Southerns. Uh, You have persevered. You have stuck with it. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, my resting heart rate was was up for periods of that second half. But um, it perhaps should have been more comfortable. But I'm very, very happy with the victory. And uh, sorry to keep you waiting, Pete.
1: (laughs) Kick us off, Mark, just general thoughts, Mm. and then I'll ask you the same question, Pete.
0: Uh, Well, the result and kind of the narrative of the match kind of went as I expected and wanted to. West Ham looked pretty like powder puff in attack. Um, We easily contained them. We easily protected cells for most of the match um 0.5 0.56 yeah 0.56 xg we kept them to which is the second lowest so far of the weekend i think burnley have recorded lower today against arsenal but so we contained them really well they didn't they didn't really have too many ideas did they um no real creativity from midfield that i saw from them so we kept Bowen fairly quiet we kept kudos quite quiet as well i think williams did well first half in particular Key for me was we just didn't concede silly free kicks or corners. First half, we kept them to one corner, which came right at the end of the first half. I was like, oh, no, here we go. I kept them so well. And then second half, there was a few unnecessary fouls. One that got me out of my seat was Origi's in the second half. I was like, what are you doing? Don't concede there. Um, so there was a few instances where we gave more some and chances to cross the ball. but We kept him, I think, six crosses overall, three corners they've got which was far better than the what the numbers were at the Olympic Stadium. So they a- actually did what I asked, you know, basically keep them, keep not conceding corners and free kicks. And they did that pretty well. I think perhaps Yates's place on the bench was was down to that. You know, I think Danilo and Dominguez did very well in not conceding unnecessary free kicks. And it wasn't until they were desperate and throwing numbers forward and we got tired that perhaps a few errors crept in, in that on that score. So I felt, we did really well and and we and we got the result. And uh, I, I don't think it was in doubt. I think we were on top from the first 10 minutes onwards. It looked like we were more likely to score and uh, it was a well-earned three points and we deserved it.
1: I guess as well, Pete, it's just the emotion on full-time that we've, we should have won lots of other games. Uh, you know, obviously Newcastle last week, there's been so many near misses. And I was watching this game, terrified, thinking, how are we going to... You know, come back from this if we dominate this game, so and look so good and don't win. So, to get that victory, you know, that feeling on full time, and it, it, it puts such a you know, an upwards kind of uh, feeling going into these next three games, doesn't it? How upbeat are you at the moment?
2: Oh, very, very upbeat. But I mean, that's I think it's uh, as you say, it's this. Uh, I just said to someone on Twitter, it's the the sort of powerful cocktail of the joy of the win and the relief, I think, and I guess. We've, we were talking before, we've got all these scars as Forest fans, and I guess lots of football fans have. But I think those are the things that make it mean mean so much more when they come through in the end. Um, and, yeah, I thought we were great today. I'm not, I am not going to compete with Mark's analysis of the game whatsoever because I think he's bang on as ever. Um, I thought we were great. I mean, the thing that pleases me the most, I think, is that I'm eating humble pie on quite a few players today um, and their performances and that. That really pleases me. I'm delighted to do that. Um I've sort of written off um Nuno Tavares, really, to be honest. And I've, you know, I don't think I've ever picked him in one of my one one of my lineups um before the games. Uh and I thought he was fantastic. Um, much less madness and an awful lot of the upside, which is great. Um, i personally had written off Felipe from what I'd heard about his injuries and it was brilliant to have him back in the side, and that sort of calming presence. And there was a hairy moment in the first half, wasn't there? But generally speaking, I thought you could you could tell the way um, he brings out the best in other players. And I mean, there's a bit of a there's a bit of a leap there in what you see from other people um, and his skills there. But I, I think you get the impression that he's bringing a real sense of calm around him and. I mean, I think he's a great partner for Murillo and if it's feasible for him to recover in the week after a game and then go again next weekend, etc., then that'd be a hell of a boost for us. Um, I don't know whether it is feasible or not, but if he can play games, I think it's a it's a massive addition. Um, Danilo, another one. I didn't think he could play as a six, worried me to death, but I thought he was absolutely fantastic today. Um, really dominant, breaking forward with the ball with like incredible intensity and intent. Um, had a few chances from the edge of the box uh, where where he sort of threatened to make a real impact on the game. And I think he's going to grow. Um, so there's loads of positives there. And talking of humble pie, I think a few people might be having it on Nico Williams as well today. So um, that also pleases me. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing. Totally agree with everything Mark said. Uh, giving me real belief about the um, the end of the season that has.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought, yeah. I should praise Tavares because I've been critical of him. I thought it was his best performance for us. His decision-making was much improved, even when he took on a shot from the way out, you know, on his right foot uh, and it went just way way over. That's fine because he was being closed down. It wasn't charged down. Take a shot on, that's fine. He, he was really good. Nico Williams was great, uh, I thought, as well. Pete's bang on. I was really pleased, Mark, that Felipe came into the side because I thought we'd been so lacking in leadership and organisation. And even though he wasn't perfect, I felt he made a big difference. What what was your take on the team selection and the defence in particular?
0: Yeah, um, he is a common influence, isn't he, Felipe? And um, I'm surprised with all those signings he had to do midweek, and that, that he was able to start today. He's probably uh, worn out after the the cues that they had for him. But yeah, it was reassuring to see him there alongside Murillo. Of course, the the the, the narrative we'd like is that he's going to mentor Murillo and going to be uh, someone that allows Murillo to develop even more as a centre-back and as a defender. There were a few moments when both of them were guilty of misplaced passes. I think the slip which Murillo helped, you know, got that fantastic goal-saving tackle on Antonio. I think think Antonio did clip Felipe there. I don't know whether that would have gone back, but knowing our luck with VAR, we wouldn't have got that anyway. So it was a great well-timed tackle for Murillo, who very cleverly just... Didn't go into Antonio, didn't commit himself, let Antonio kind of make a decision on where he was going to run. And then calmly took the ball off in Bobby Moore style, which was lovely to watch. Um, but yeah, the two of them look good. Um, Tavares, I think Tavares is so key. I noticed today in the first half, he was somewhat inverted. He came in field quite a bit and allowed hudson Doy to hug the touchline. And what that gives us it enables us to get the ball to Hudson Odoi's feet. He's not like a Langer where we have to knock it over the top, or Langer runs his fullback. We've got to get it to Hudson Odoi's feet. He doesn't have that explosive pace anymore. What he does have is great technique. He can balance, and he can he can obviously provide a pass as well. And I felt in the first half, Tavares played a key part in making space for Hudson Odoi to get at their fullback, get at foul and that looked our best route to goal. Um... And I thought we were going to end the half without a goal, but then Dominguez, who I, I think he was my man of the match, um, picked the pass for for e who who rolled Aguirre perfectly, exactly what you want from your centre forward, just rolled him expertly and just finished calmly. And that's the kind of goal we know we can get from E, and that's why he's so important to us.
1: Yeah, we'll come back to man of the match because it's a really good wide open poll, um, certainly uh Let's just have a quick word for our sponsors. It's good to have so many people with us so early in the video. uh So go down to Trent Navigation. I'll plug the Sunday roasts because surely people are going to be wanting <laughs> to have a celebratory Sunday roast tomorrow. That's a locally la- that's, that's
0: lamb. That's lamb, I that think, a... isn't it? it? Looks
1: like a le- it's got uh, a lamb. roast. But uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah, a leg of lamb. It's got a. Yeah. It's got a Yorkshire with it, though,
0: hasn't it? Yeah, Yorkshire goes with everything. Every roast. Yeah. Anyway, plug away. <laughs>
1: I, I, yeah, well, that's a good plug. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, I would. Does Yorkshire go with Go with lamb? Yeah, they just throw it on
0: with every roast now, don't they? Aren't they? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. I'm on board with that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go down to the Trent Navigation. We're very grateful for their support. I'm sure the, uh, through the day he's had a very good day. Uh, yes. Very grateful to our sponsor. Um, the first half, Pete. It was interesting. I was watching it after about ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and thinking, we really should win this game. Because West Ham, like, their defence looked slow, physically weak. Phillips looked so far off it. I wasn't surprised he got sent off. Uh, Antonio was just coming back. Bowen looks a bit like a shadow of a player he was, like, even six weeks ago. We Did you just feel like this is our day, or, we, or, or is it that Forest Forestland thing? Like Mark said before we started recording, I wasn't sure if it was a good thing or not when Phillips got sent off for us, basically. <laughs>
2: i don't think you can be a forest fan and think this is our day to be honest that that seems mm. dreadfully unrealistic to me but no i I totally agree we it, it did feel like we were the much the better team I, my analysis of, of their sort of weakness is exactly the same as yours their defense looks sort of cumbersome mm. and slow, and that's exa- exactly what we want given the skills and attributes that we've got in our sort of attacking um, part of the game um yeah, so i was i mean i was i was very very positive obviously it's it's always a worry when you're creating chances and not putting them away. Um, but, but that's the sort of, that's the, the, those forest scars that we're talking about, I guess. I mean, creating chances is obviously a really, really, really good sign. Um, and uh, I think if I didn't have those scars, I probably just have thought, yeah, it's definitely going to come. Um, this is our game. Uh, but no, I, I, I never, I never feel quite like that. I w- I'm not sure if I, I, I probably don't wish that I could, to be honest. I think that's all part of the, part of the joy of it, really, isn't it? I mean, football's not sort of clinical um Stuff it's you know it is those it is those feelings and and the sort of relief and joy that we that we talked about earlier. But I thought we were, I thought we were great and great in the first half, created some really good stuff. I mean, there's it, it sort of feels really churlish to talk about aspects of the game in a way because I think there was so much good stuff and so many good performances that I sort of feel bad every time I pick anyone out. But there were loads of loads of really good moments. I mean, we were texting at, at time and. From what I was seeing, it looked like every time Hudson Odoi got the ball out, out wide left, there were two or three men dragged over to him. It was freeing up loads of space on the edge of the box, and you know those were where that was where the opportunities were coming through Danilo and Dominguez getting the ball out there and shooting, or, or trying to pick pick players out like Dominguez did with with Tywo. It just, it did really feel like we were stretching them. Um, our strengths were exactly up against their weaknesses, and I did feel really positive about it. And I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was a great half generally. I and mean, there's loads going on. Um, I mean, there's an awful lot to talk about. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic, and just so many positive performances. We
1: did create. I mean, those three big chances, Mark. I thought. Um, is that someone a bit of an echo? Oh, it's probably. Is it you, Pete, up in Scotland on your beer? I don't know. I think it's gone now. Um, we created those three big chances, Mark. Uh, really good work by Tavares for Elanga and Areola made a good save. Then he made another good save from Gibbs-White. But the goal for Taiwo just shows why he's a top striker, I guess, doesn't it? Because Dominguez will get the assist, but that was all his work and that was just quality front play, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and, and it's good that we're able to play into his feet like that and he turned the defender so effectively because, you know, he offers us so many routes to goal, doesn't he? You can knock the ball over the top. You can play on his pace. He's got size, so you can put crosses in. Um, But you can also play it to his feet, and he's got that power to turn a defender if they get too tight, which Agare did, and he punished him for it. Um, Yeah, and we had chances. I mean, it's 19 shots, eight on target. So, you know, really commanding performance in terms of those numbers as well um and you know at times Ariola kept the minute didn't he so i thought the second goal wasn't going to arrive i thought we were going to be announced to the end but then we wrapped it up in, in stoppage time um but we easily could have um obviously got a second before that and obviously there was a penalty as well so i think we were well on top and we were we were we were cutting them open we had you know i just think we've got options in attack it's you look at the two wide men, you look at Gibbs white and you look at our but you also look at Danilo and Dominguez who are now offering, you know, and enough energy to get forward as well when we have got the ball wide. So we have got threat now. And, and as I'll tell you later, our defensive numbers are actually pretty more than pretty encouraging, even though we're, you know, we've had the worries with the goalkeeper and set pieces. Um, our defense in terms of restricting opponents from open play is, is looking really strong. So, Everything points to the fact that we should be able to pull away. Um, it really depends on what the teams around us do as well, I guess. But um, I do think that we've got the tools now to to get three points against teams that perhaps a month or so ago, we were looking ahead at the fixtures and thinking oh, we're not going to get anything there. But I'm, I'm more confident now.
1: Yeah. And I like Pete. You can see what the attacking plan is. The worry's always been defensively. Can we concentrate? Can we defend set pieces? Can we defend the ball in a box? And we have today. And the challenge is, can we do it next game And next game? But at least you can see what Mark outlined there. And also, 2 fullbacks are going to get beyond and overlap and create space. So, the building blocks are there as an attacking force, certainly, aren't they?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, I think historically there are probably a couple of problems that we face. So, you've identified one obvious one there in in those sort of defensive moments and particularly set pieces. I think the other one, particularly since we've been in the Premier League, has been... The sort of issue of having of having the ball a lot. So in in games where we have possession, it seems like we've generally been pretty laboured, and it just doesn't really look like they've got a plan for what they're for what they're doing. But I think there's a sense that that's changing now. Um, there were periods of the game today where we had uh, sort of genuine sort of spells of possession, and I thought we looked much more um, threatening. I think there was a better tempo about the way we were playing the ball. I think it probably helps having Danilo and Domingos playing in those central roles because they're both capable of picking out passes. They're both capable of travelling up the pitch and getting beyond men, breaking lines. I mean, some of those things that make me worry about them playing as six is also a, a great positives in that in that sense, I guess. Um, so I think there's definite, definite progress there. I think there are all the tools in that eleven really to take the game to teams in and around the sort of bottom half, middle, mid table of the Premier League and to get results like we did today. Um, I don't know whether perhaps you might need to be looking at different options for games against slightly better or more, more imposing teams. Um, that might just be me being a bit negative. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think you know, you're bang on this. There's, there's so many tools there. and uh, Yeah, really, I'm very positive about that indeed.
1: Yeah, but then you've got Sangari coming back into the mix now, and there's not guaranteed that he walks straight back into the side now at, um, at Aston Villa. But you know, there's going to be certainly loads of games where you're going to want him. And yeah, it's good to have options. Um, certainly, I suppose. Mark, one worry is we haven't seen or heard Nuno's quotes yet, but Tywo went off, not in a terrible state, but he's got something there, maybe a calf, probably mm. not pointing to. I suppose the thing is with Tywo, every time he goes off, you think it's going to be a you know the worst case scenario. Is that is that a worry for you as we wait, or do you think that we've got enough? Well, it, in it is
0: because Origi again came on and was largely ineffective. It was interesting. I felt that Origi was came on and was pushed over to the to the right hand side, wasn't he? And then Langa came central, and Gibbs White kind of pushed on a bit more. So it's almost like Nuno's gone. Well, Origi can't hold the ball up. He can't. He can't. He, it doesn't stick when he's playing centrally. So let's not even bother. Let's put him out wide, which he has played there before which made me wonder why we didn't bring Rayner on. Obviously, he can play out wide as well, so that was a bit puzzling. But Nuno seems wedded to the idea of Origi being the man to replace Arrini, but we've yet to see anything so far that has made us think that when Arrini leaves the pitch, that's our goal threat gone <laughs> in terms of the central attacker. Um, so we then rely more on on width and getting midfield runners into the box, uh, which we did in the end, and, and Callum scored the goal, obviously. But... It is a worry we don't have a plan B, that's the concern. So if um if our knee does get an injury and the calf injury, you know, keeps him out for any period of time, then it's a big concern. So we've got to protect him, we've got to wrap him in cotton wool and um until at least we get Chris Wood back.
1: True, true. Uh, There's actually over 500 people watching now. But as Glenn says, do us a favour, hit like. It makes a big difference, certainly. Uh, So if you're enjoying the stream, and I don't know why you wouldn't be after a win, uh, do 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 us a favour and uh, hit like. The other big talking point, apart from the goal in the second half, P, which we should come to, is the penalty appeal on Nico Williams. I thought it was even worse than the Tywo one. I thought it was even more nailed on. What was your take on it?
2: I, I always worry that I'm some sort of mad rose-tinted Forest fan and I'm looking at everything through some biased eyes and I don't have the capability to make an honest sort of assessment but it just looks obvious and nailed on to me um, I mean it did seem like the VAR was spending an awful lot of time looking at angles that weren't necessarily particularly helpful. I'm not really sure what was going on there. Um, I'm no expert on this sort of stuff. And as I've said before, I absolutely hate VR, So I'm not really the right person to comment on on that. But yeah, it seemed to me like it was pretty obvious. There was a pretty firm contact. He's running at pace. It's not, it's not a questionable contact from what I could see. Yeah. Um, I just think it's a penalty. I just, yeah, I, I can't see another argument for that. Um, the only mitigation I can really see is that the ref hasn't given it. So obviously they're predetermined to be sort of less interested in making that change. Um, but also that the angles were sort of over and over again, that, that angle that wasn't really showing what had happened. Um, so I don't, yeah, I have no idea why that was the case. But as far as I can see, it's a penalty. Don't know why it wasn't. <sighs> Getting a bit sick of talking about all that sort of stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got away with it today in the sense that um we won the game. I mean, it could have been worse. I put this on Twitter. They could have said Nico dived and told the ref to give him a second yellow and send him off. So it wasn't the worst case scenario with VAR the way it goes. But yeah, I thought it was a terrible one. um Thank you very much, to Nikki Pitchford, for becoming a member. Appreciate the support, Nikki. Um, what was your take on it, Mark?
0: Yeah, it's a pain. I mean, I fully expect them to give it. Um, it's. It's obviously the degree of the touch when you're running at the pace that Williams was running is enough to bring him down. Um, I guess that's why I didn't give it. They felt it was exaggerated. They felt that the touch wasn't enough. It just seems that the the, the refs get together every every three or four weeks and go, oh, we're going to raise the threshold now. And then it starts dropping again and they meet again and it raised the threshold now because the two penalties we've been denied, presumably both of them, because they felt the touch wasn't enough, the contact wasn't enough to warrant the penalty – and yet you go back six weeks and they were giving penalties for that every day of the week. So it does seem very inconsistent. We, we you know, we see some really strange uh, decisions made in terms of the level of contact in the box. A lot of people drew um, comparisons to the Whistle one against Henderson, obviously, last season, for example. Um, so the threshold is just so varied. And at the moment, we're going through a period where... They're allowing touches, and it's it's going to have to be a significant contact to award a penalty. And we've just been the victim of two of those. I just hope that if we go to Villa Park and concede one of those, we we it comes down in our favour uh, next week as well. But it's just yeah, it's just luck, isn't it, in terms of when you catch the referees, when you catch that threshold. And at the moment, like I say, the threshold is high.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I know we've hired Mark Clattenberg from Gladiators. Maybe that's the only way you get penalties. You know, Nico Williams gets rugby tackled on the Travelator by Scorpio (laughs) or something like that, but I don't know what's going on with it. I don't know. I mean, anything else to say about VAR, Pete, or is that just something we should talk about another day and just enjoy the victory?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to give you one of those answers I occasionally do where I sort of shut things down, but I just, I mean, I really, really hate VAR. I have done forever. I didn't want it to happen. I wish it hadn't. Um, I, can't, I can't. I
1: just can't bear it. No, I agree. We'll talk about it more. We'll get Gary. Gary's on on Monday. I'm sure he'll go mad mm. about it. But yeah, I mean, today, we. <laughs> it, it didn't matter today. It was an absolute clangor again. So let's move on and we'll, we'll pick it up on Monday. Um, Hudson-Odoi's goal, Mark, to settle any nerves. Mm. I mean, I certainly had nerves at that point because I was just convinced we were going to Throw it away, having been so comfortable. But I thought, talk us through the goal and Hudson's a performance in general. I thought he was great again today.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's settled into a pattern of play, isn't he? It's like um, Pete said, he's kind of playing the role that Grealish used to play for City in that he draws defenders to him because they need to, to cover him with at least two. Um, to stop the cross coming in or to back up the fullback. So whenever he gets the ball out wide, and Nuno's obviously realised this, it does draw the defence and allows for the pass across the box to a, a midfield runner. And it's very effective. Uh, he, he's also got the abilities we've seen to cut inside and shoot, which he will do when given encouragement. So I think him one side of Alanga the other are, are very useful weapons. And and this is why I think we were saying in the week, I don't know where Rayner gets inside at the moment, Presumably, he will eventually, but where will it be? So, I don't think you can drop either of them at the moment. Alanga, I mean, <laughs> it was a typical performance of Alanga—some good, some bad. I mean, that miss in the second half that preceded the, the goal um, was was a bit of a shocker. Um, but it, just him being on the pitch and that, with his pace, such a threat that it, it just it just makes defences worry, doesn't it? So, we've got that twin for either side, and we've got a goal scorer down the middle, and we've got a, a very talented creative player behind them and two hard-working midfielders who win tackles um behind that so and Sangari to come so it's it's looking pretty solid the first 11 I really like it's just we do we, we have used to have strength in depth but not in key areas not not in the areas that are vital to us um and maybe Rayner can back up Gibbs White but we need Woodback to back up our knee
1: uh, thank you very much as well. as Christian becoming a member. We appreciate the support, Christian, very much, and everyone else who signed up for membership. Very kind of you. Um, I didn't want to just go through player by player and heaping praise on them, Pete. I thought we'd better do it as to ask who the man of the match was for each of us, and that'll probably lead into quite a few names. There were quite a few contenders. Who would it be for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like I'm, I'm I'm definitely not as committed to one name as Mark was earlier. Um, there was a few standouts for me, and for different reasons. I mean, I'm quite a sentimental football watcher as well, I guess, which which probably doesn't help when I'm trying to make those sorts of decisions. So, I mean, I thought Nico did so much good stuff, and the spotlight was on him all game because he was, you know, that tussle with Gudas for however mm-hmm. long it was until he switched sides was a hell of a battle. And you know, there were little bits, little moments where perhaps Nico made a, a slight mistake, or you know, wasn't the um, didn't come out on top in, in that battle. But, I mean, overall, he really did. And I thought he was fantastic. And he offers so much going forward as well as he does um, in a growing sense, defensively, I think. And I've banged on about him a lot on this podcast because I just think there's so much to work with there. And Forest really need to invest in players like him because the upside's massive. And that just seems to me like a really basic way to run a football club. But, uh, but having talked about him for ages, I don't, it probably wasn't um Nico overall I mean for me Danilo maybe I think would be would be my shout um but that's partly because he did stuff I just didn't really think that was um I I guess it was outside what I thought was his sort of skill set really I thought he controlled the things really nicely in there he used the ball really well Uh, what worries me about him and Dominguez is they often put the ball at risk in various ways because I think they're used to playing further up the pitch and um we don't really have a sort of traditional number six in those in that double pivot, which I guess is quite odd really. Um but I thought he used the ball brilliantly. There were so many moments where there was a really sort of obvious pass from that great TV angle that we've got, and he played it um over and over again, slipping slipping people in on goal. Um, I thought he was great. So I think I'd probably give it to him, that maybe slightly because it's uh, it's set against some of my own um, prejudices, I suppose. But I I think that's valid. And I thought he was great. Brilliant. Um, Big shouts from Murillo as well. Who was, I mean, he's just unreal. The level of quality that guy's got. I don't think he's going to be playing for us for very long. If he stays fit, um, and brilliant performances elsewhere. It's really nice to see Callum Hudson-Odoi coming into his own, but I'll try not to list all the team, because I know you don't want us to do what? that.
1: <laughs> no, you can do, you can do. Chris Aylmer in the comments as well. Chris sometimes does these post-match streams uh, from Forest All over uh, Hudson-Odoi gave a Torre time, which is true. Who did you say earlier, Mark? And just elaborate, if you want. Yeah,
0: I, I just like Dominguez. I think the two of them, Dominguez and Danilo, were absolutely key to the, to the win, uh, the mobility they gave us, the, the tackling. I think they won the midfield battle. They didn't give away silly fouls. Um, and I looked at the numbers and Dominguez ended the game with the highest pass completion, 93%. He won six of his seven tackles again. He just wins. And even when he got booked, he stayed on the pitch longer than I expected because we trust him. We trust him not to get that second booking because he's a clever player. He is intelligent with his pressing and he's closing down. He's not a player like Phillips who will do something like Phillips did. Right. So it's, I think he's, He's a player we can take for granted if we're not careful, but the work he does and his care of the ball is is there. The numbers show it, and yeah, there were there were four or five other players that were close, but I think I just think he deserves so much credit because he, he's been, he's becoming very consistent as well, and he's become I think a, a massive key player for us in that midfield.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a good point as well from Richard around mental errors. We finally stayed switched on all the way through. I don't mm. can't think Touchwood that we really got away with too much. I know um, Corné had half a chance, I suppose, at the back post, but otherwise I thought we were excellent defensively. Um, I think it shows as well, like to win Premier League games, you would probably need every player to be at least a seven out of ten, and I think we had that today. Um, my contenders were uh, Murillo, but then primarily I thought Danilo was great. I, I, I love ryan yates obviously but i think in these home games you need someone who offers a measure of control on the ball and like pete says sometimes um he puts the ball at risk a, risk a bit too much but he's really uh, economical with the ball today and composed uh and did quite a lot of good defense work and had a, he's got a good strike on him on the edge of the box as well so he was really good um but i would give it to hudson the doy um he just looks like a player that's coming into such a vein of form. And he could have gone the, a bit the other way when Rainer came in because his place was most at risk. And maybe it still is. I don't know. But I thought he was great. And if we can just keep getting more out of him and this front four, then when we play, like Pete said earlier, the teams like Luton and Palace and Fulham and Wolves, who we've still got to play, um, then I think it gives us a real good shot. It was interesting, Pete. We did a member stream on Friday. I don't like to put, push membership too much. But since we've won, I'll talk about membership. You can become a channel member on YouTube because that's the kind of stuff that really helps me do this full-time. Uh, uh, there's lots of, click click join in the comment for this. Uh, uh, it's in the link. So um, we were saying, myself, Mikey and Greg Oram, who joined us, it felt like such a pivotal game because I didn't want to say it on the preview. But if we lost this game and we were going into Liverpool, Brighton and Aston Villa, then – the chips would be really down. But it feels now like just that momentum, and it, it, not pivotal, but certainly one of those wins that if we stay up, will we look back at the end of the season and think, yeah, this was one of the real big ones?
2: Well, I mean, we we might well do. I mean, let me just, before I answer that question, let me just add, um, appreciate these are really hard times, but if people do watch and listen to these streams and enjoy them then do consider becoming a member because this is Matt's actual job and he puts an awful lot of work and love into it. Um, and uh, I think people deserve to be paid for what they do um, and deserve to be sort of recognised for that. So do become a member if you can. Um, sorry, yeah, to answer your question, what was your question?
1: <laughs> Will we, um, we look back on this yeah. to one of the, the pivotal moments of the season if we stay up?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, we we will very well do because there's not going to be an awful lot of wins, is there? You know, it's not going to be like we have reams and reams of wins to choose from when it comes to that, uh, comes to that position. Um, I mean, it felt big today. I think when I, when the final whistle went, the, the sense of relief I had was massive. And I guess that shows you what the sort of level of pressure was. And I think we, the last time I was on, I can't remember exactly what, what it was. We sort of talked, we were talking about the relegation battle and, the way I see it is that for a lot of – that, well, certainly for those three teams at the bottom, the games they have are opportunities. You know, they're not expected to stay up. Um, so they can look at all these games as opportunities to do something, to achieve something. Um, but for us, our expectations were to stay up. I think the general expectation from the football community were for us to stay up. Um, we've got a squad that should be staying up and should be moving up the table. Um, and that brings real pressure because you have to win those games. You have to win when you're on top. You have to win when you're the favourites, Bookies favourites again today. Um, so, yeah, it may it may well be a big one. I mean, I sort of hope that it's not that um, because I hope we'll go on a run and, and win a few now. And I think we've got the tools in our locker to do that. And I hope we'll move away from from danger and that profit and sustainability won't kill us. Um but, you know, it's it's sort of external circumstances, I think, that will, will ultimately bring the decision as to whether that was a massive win today or hopefully just another, well, not just another, but the sort of starting point of our sort of cruise. Because, you know, like last season we had this little run of games, didn't we, that we started looking really, really good and threatening. And I feel like this could be that moment. Um, I think Mark's already mentioned, but much may hinge on whether Taiwo um is fit because he's just so important for us but I'm hopeful that we'll go on a good run and as such I'm also hopeful that this won't be a momentous moment but you know some of these things are out of our control so who knows
1: uh well thank you to Paul Salmon for becoming a member after Pete's very good plug <laughs> you could work for me on more Pete <laughs> uh called YouTube user has just taken up membership oh hang on that's because um andy is this what the, you you might know the answer to this mark andy 8492 gifted youtube membership is that how that works so you do black box
0: yeah so um someone in the chat gets a membership as a result of that
1: well andy what a general what a generous yeah. individual yeah that's so nice. Nice. thank you yeah oh, good on you uh and also kevin for becoming a member as well that's brilliant thank you everyone um I think i put it at the start, Mark. Was it our best performance of the season? I might
0: have put it in the comments, and I don't think you asked the mm. question. Was it our best performance of the season? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the United performance pleased me. I think there's a, there's been a few since Nuno came in that's um, really um, lifted me. Obviously, Newcastle was the one that kind of stands out. I think it's very difficult to beat that um, because it was so unexpected. But I, I'm optimistic that there's perform- more performances like that to come. Uh, I think that... The conditions for today were kind of ideal um, in that West Ham were coming into the game low on confidence and low on form and that showed, but it would have been just like Forest of Old to not capitalise on that, and we didn't. We did ex- we did the job that was needed of us, right? And, and you know, I look ahead and think we go to Villa next and they've got injuries, they've got Carlos out, they've got Conto out, they've got Kamara out, and we've seen them slip up at home. They really struggled to beat Sheffield United at home. Um, I think they got the draw in the end, but I wouldn't be surprised with their high line that we can cause them a few problems as well. So, but And, and I back us to cause them problems. I, and I suddenly feel like we can go away to Villa and that's not a foregone conclusion. We're not going to roll over. We're going to pose them a threat. I mean, yes, we'll probably concede and yes, they'll be dangerous, but so will we because we'll have players on the pitch that can hurt them. So every game now, I feel like we're in it and we've got a chance of one and maybe even three points. So I think just generally... I think that um, it's clear that we've got some teeth and also um, we're not conceding a lot of chances from open play. We're not we're protecting our keeper. And once the goalkeeper errors are removed and once we lo- gain concentration on set pieces, we will all round be a better team defensively. So, yeah, things are good. We've got to remain optimistic and look ahead to the fixtures without any fear
1: absolutely pete it was um, pat brett your nemesis who took the membership no
0: not my nemesis <laughs>
2: pat and I, and I, we're good friends we're close we, we came to we came to sort of overcome our differences didn't
1: we? i know you did i know you i'm, did. Delighted. Uh, I'm
0: delighted that pat's got the membership
1: well, I, I, I might. There's been so many new members. I don't know if I thank Kevin already, so you can be thanked twice, Kevin. You need
0: you need Pete on every week doing that, doing that. I know. Appeal. It's sensational. It so heart it was great. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't even uh, talked about commission yet either. No, exactly. Yeah, he'll he'll hit you with that afterwards, when
1: he? <laughs> Hang on, who haven't we talked, about
0: Commission. <laughs> oh,
1: commission <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long time afterwards. Uh thanks to Rafik as well for becoming a member. I don't think I've missed anyone out. uh look, Pat to you, Pete. Yeah, I love okay.
0: that. Uh
1: someone said in the comments, Are we going to give Nuno any credit? I think we sort of yeah. have, <laughs> um talking about the tactical plan and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean uh yeah, he's done a good job, hasn't he, Pete, today? And now he's got his players coming back. I hope we you know you hope we see what he can do with this squad because he's been a little bit hamstrung with AFCON and injuries after making a promising start. It feels like kind of the floor, floor is yours now, Nuno, in a sense, in a way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the way it generally works, I guess, in sort of comment and punditry and all that sort of stuff is that the managers don't get an awful lot of credit when things are going well um, and get a lot of stick when they're not. You know, there's some exceptions to that. The sort of super managers who get an awful lot of analysis and that side of things. I mean, I think... Um, I've been pretty consistent, hopefully. I, I think since Nuno's come, he's been an absolute revelation. And um, I couldn't have been more of a sort of Steve Cooper fan or more attached to that relationship. Um, but he's been brilliant. I think, you know, the, it, the results and the performance, well, certainly the performances speak for themselves um if you if you consider the context really, because as you say, he's he's not had it easy. I mean, this is not an easy football club to manage at the best of times because there is constant change and there's an awful lot of chaos. Um, and you know, you, you've seen from the, the Steve Cooper times that it's not easy to manage that constant churn, and you have to build relationships between footballers. And there's all all sorts of things that we don't see as as fans, but you know, chemistry and stability and all of those sorts of things are really important. So it's not easy at all, but I think it's made a big difference. and a- again, like I'm, I'm Cooper fan number one, but the attacking threat we've had since Nuno's come has been like a revelation compared to where we were before. Um, the shackles have been have been released and it's much more exciting to watch Forrest now. Um, You know, there were great times last year when we were counter-attacking against big clubs at home and getting famous results and stuff, but it was a very different way of doing things, wasn't it? And, you know, I am now genuinely confident that we can take the game to most teams in this league and have a good shot of um, coming out of a result. I think we'll concede goals, but I think we'll score goals, and hopefully we'll do more of the latter. Um, So I think he does deserve an absolute... Well, I was going to swear then, sorry. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Um, he's been a real breath of fresh air, I think. And he sort of, he, he sort of hasn't done an awful lot of talking, has he? he? You know, in that first press conference, I thought he handled the whole Steve Cooper thing really well because it was an awkward thing for him to take over from a manager who'd basically become iconic, which doesn't really happen in modern football now. You know, someone stays long enough to achieve things that brings such a huge bond with with fans. But I think Nino has been absolutely brilliant. He spoke really well about Cooper at the start. Even people like me, who were sad to see Cooper Cooper go, warmed to him straight away. And since then, it's been do the talking on the pitch. I think the intent's been great. He's been hampered by AFCON and injuries and general chaos and what have you. But I'm really, really positive about where we're going. I think if we can avoid a massive um, punishment from PSR, hopefully we can, uh, and also avoid injuries to key men, then I think we can we can go places with him.
1: Uh, another thank you to Derek for a very generous donation of uh four ninety nine Thank you very much Derek from deepest darkest west Sussex very kindly of
0: you You're next He's of probably round the corner for me Matt. yeah
1: yeah he could be he could be yeah. um, what's your take on Nuno then Mark? A few people complained to me previously you know all his subs are a bit the same his tactics are a bit one dimensional, but I think he's done a you know good solid job I don't the thing is I suppose we're not, it's unlikely we're ever going to love him as much as Cooper. Um, but that's fine, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's certainly fine. Yeah. I mean, the, the bomb with the supporters isn't, isn't anywhere near the level that Cooper had yet, but you'd expect that. But uh, he very rarely makes a decision with his subs that I don't agree with. Like today, like Omar Bamadeli came on, but not too early. He didn't go, all right, with 15 minutes to go. We're going to throw on, we're going to go free at the back. He did it at the right time. He did it when, when West Ham were really pushing and when they threw another attacker on. So, I think he, he makes good decisions with his substitutions. The fact that he didn't play Yates today, I think, was about not conceding free kicks, because he knows that those silly fouls could have got us into trouble. I think the way he's playing Tavares with Hudson-Odoi has brought Hudson-Odoi to life even more, so that's been key as well. So it, it, it's subtle things that perhaps a difficult spot, but they're, they've worked really well. But 13 goals from open play, only, only four teams have scored more since Nuno came in from open play than us, right? I think it's 15 goals from open play, actually. So yeah, the attacking, you know, it's 13, 15 goals in total we've scored since he came in. Three teams have scored more than that. Um, and thirteen from open play. So he's improved our our attack no end. And we've seen that in, in matches. And we look exciting, we look like we've got the goal threat. And let's not forget he did that without Tyro available to him for for many of those games. So with Tyro fit, if he is, um, <laughs> then I think that should continue. And if we're in the top ten for in terms of attacking attributes then um we yeah, you know, we're in for some more attractive uh games and and hopefully some more three-pointers
1: um people are asking where how close you live to rustington mark a couple of people <laughs> just for general meetups <laughs> i don't
0: now, know but... rustington I, I live in Horsham, so i don't know rustington maybe oh, i should do maybe i've just offended all of west sussex by saying that
1: i don't know you could get a forest fan meetup going um, i could do a west we...
0: sussex fan club yeah
1: yeah, maybe. Pete's um, telling me I've got to um push membership more because people are asking how <laughs> to do it. He's <laughs> burying him now. He put it in the private chat, but you need really you
0: need private. Pete to do a video for you. You can play every episode, explaining how to do it. And stuff like that. that's what I know. I know yeah, is out,
2: that, it's outrageous uh, to uh, throw me under the bus. <laughs> really like I know.
1: I mean, you're the least <laughs> capitalist corporate whore, I know, <laughs> to be honest, but here you are. In the li- in the description for this video, uh, there is the link just saying you can become a member here. So after after this video, just click on that, uh, and you can do it that way or on the homepage. Uh, there's lots of ways to do it. Oh, as we speak, thank you to um, Brendan. Yeah, Brendan Shields for becoming a member. Very kind uh, of you. Brendan, brilliant stuff.
2: Right. Uh, I think we've got to any other business. Uh, Pete, you go first. Anything you want to add? No, I don't think I've got anything today to be honest. I'm just absolutely <coughs> reveling in this mad West Sussex chat and all sorts of going on now. It's great. Um no, I suppose one thing, the um I do like to watch the comments as we're doing these. Um and there's been some great stuff in there and loads of things that I thought, oh we should talk about that, and then I just sort of forget before um, you know, it comes comes around to me again. But it's um it's really lovely to engage with so many different Forest fans and be part of this. So thanks, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I mean, I, it is hard doing some of these streams. Like poor old Mark, absolute warrior, turning out for these uh defeat after defeat that we had. Well, not defeat. It's
0: never going to get as bad as Fulham away, is it? Surely. So. No, if no. We've done that one. It's only up from there.
1: Yeah, Fulham away, Spurs at home. Cooper's last game. You know, there's been a been a few low points, but so when we have a win, and a good mm. winner, deserve win, a deserved win. Yeah, let's enjoy it. Let's revel in it, certainly. Uh, Someone else became a member there as well while we were chatting, which is very good. And I must give you uh, a shout out, Tim Beasley. Thank you very much. Uh, Mark, any other business before we go?
0: Yeah, so I talked a bit about the open play goals and how we're in the top five or six teams for that. This is pretty extraordinary. We talk about the weakness in defence set pieces, but if you look at expected goals conceded from open play, only one team since Nuno came in have conceded fewer XG from open play. And that is Arsenal, 3.3. We've conceded the same as Man City. So from open play, defensively, we've conceded as little XG as Man City and only Arsenal conceded less. That, I know people dismiss that to some extent, but when you're in the top five or six for attacking data and you're second or third for defensive data, there is only one way the team is going because that, that data does work as a mark of performance and likely results. And so I look at that and I can only be excited because if we do, you know, get Sangari back and we get Bolly back and, and really shut down our weakness at set plays, the keepers made a difference already. I think we just feel more secure at the back because of that as well. Our attack looks good. You know, we're a top five side for attack and defensive data at the moment since Nuno came in. So I think we've got to be optimistic and even more so after today of, of what's to come.
1: Yeah, brilliant uh nothing from me really just a big thank you to everyone who's joined us tonight um 570 odd people with us now which is great uh and obviously thank you to all the new members that's brilliant and the you know the donation and donation membership can't believe it So that's fantastic so yeah i certainly uh enjoy this win uh, And hope everyone else does as well uh we're back on monday with uh gary temps and greg at the earlier time of 9 30 because of gary i can't remember why there's always some reason with gary but it's at 9.30am on Monday. Uh, and then I think it might be a slightly reduced schedule next week. It's half term where I am. so But then we've got an interview on Wednesday with Matt Ford, who's had a terrible time of it. So uh, he'll be perked up by this. So it'll be good to catch up with him. Uh, and then we'll look forward to the Villa game. And we'll look forward to the game after that, hopefully, as well. It certainly feels uh, onwards and upwards from here, hopefully. Right, uh, Pete, thank you very much. Thank
2: you. Could I just have um, a little bit more extra business, if that's all right?
1: I mean, we've never done that before on the podcast. We'll break boundaries tonight. Yeah, why not?
2: I'm a pioneer, I think. Just two Well, two things. I want to say, um, while I'm having a bit of a love-in on today's podcast, it is an absolute pleasure to listen to Mark talk about the statistical side of the game. Sorry, easy for me to say. Um, and I think that's echoed in the comments. I think it should be said out loud on the podcast. Um, it's a real joy and a side of the game that a lot of us sort of try to get involved in but don't really understand in, in any great detail but it really does bring things to life. And the other thing is just um, lovely to hear that you're having a chat with Matt Ford because he's been through an awful lot by the sounds of things. And um, I listened to a couple of interviews with him uh, last week, I think, and had a bit bit of a cry on a dog walk while I was hearing him talk because uh, it sounds like the sort of positivity that he is eschewing is something we could all learn an awful lot from. Um, So... uh, if he's listening, then all, all the sort of forest love to him, I guess. And I'll be uh, looking forward to hearing that one. Sorry for the extra, extra one. Yeah. Thanks for having me, and goodbye.
1: <laughs> uh, Someone's asking what's wrong. With. He's had cancer. He's been you know, he's been in hospital for ten weeks, and he's a lovely guy. So it would be good to catch up with him. Uh, Mark, thank you very much.
0: Yeah, I can't follow that, Pete. Thank you very much for the praise. And he always makes us blush when he's on, doesn't he, uh, Pete? Is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, and I echo everything he said about, that, of course.
1: This is why Pete's an award-winning journalist. So <laughs> he's a bit of a wordsmith. So, uh, yeah, that's why. This is what you get when you have Pete Blackburn on. Uh, oh, the more people have become members. I, mean, I can't leave them out. Uh, Mark Davis, thank you very much. Mark Sisson, thank you very much. And Robert, I'm going to butcher your uh, surname. Argyle? Is that right? I don't know. Uh, oh, at least I mean, it's not his right? You're a man of culture, no. Pete. I
2: mean, uh, it's, a lovely, it's a lovely name, but it could be any any pronunciation, I think. Mark, you're an intelligent man. I, I go. I that. go
0: with Argyle. I think you're safe with that. I think you're safe with that. Yeah,
1: Robert. Thank you very much for the five pound donation. Uh, that's very good. And if uh, this this stream ends before, come back on another one and uh, tell us how to how to pronounce your surname because uh, I don't want to get it wrong after such a generous donation. Uh, thanks. To, uh, no, so no. Someone someone else has pronounced said how you pronounce it, but I don't know if they know anyone even us. Uh, Good to have people all around the world as well, I should say. Uh, Good to have people so happy. Uh, We shall leave it there. We shall be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Let's hope uh, Luton lose and Everton and Palace lose, even though they're playing each other, because that would really round off a very lovely weekend. We shall see you soon.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.